Hey, what up, Long Beach? Welcome back to the LB Fee Show, where Big West champions live. As always, this show is brought to you by the562.org. I'm JJ Fiddler. I'm Mike Gardabasio, and we're always happy to be coming to you every two weeks here at the LB Fee Show. We've got a jam-packed episode. We're going to be talking to some of the newly minted Big West championship Long Beach State softball team. Um, wow, what an awesome performance they had over the weekend to win that championship. We're going to be talking about all of that and more, but obviously we've got to bring on the man, the myth, the legend, Andy Fee, Long Beach State AD. How you doing, Andy? I'm doing great. LBC, AKA title town, right? <laughs> Absolutely love it. It was a scene out there at the LBSU softball complex this weekend. Like Mike mentioned, a sweep of the rival Cal State Fullerton Titans to take that title back, put it in the beach where it belongs. Andy, there are got to be a lot of great things that you do with your job on your job, but handing somebody a trophy has got to be towards the top of the list. Unbelievable. I said to uh, Tiffany Edlin, we were kind of just standing on the off to the side of the field. And after, after that, I said, that's already one of the best experiences that I've had as athletic director here. Uh, especially, you know, it's always great to hand somebody a trophy, but when that person or a team had to do what our softball team had to do, uh, even more so, so special. Is your shoulder tired from all of the awards that you guys are uh, receiving over the last week, or have you had to do some recovery work? How are you physically feeling? It's it's been fantastic, you know. Uh, you know Holland with women's golf and the men's golf team and uh, the softball team and track and field with countless victories and and trophies from from all of them it's just been an amazing few weeks here and just to think you know not too long ago at the the hurdles and challenges we faced just to get up and running uh you know i i look at this this spring because we didn't do anything in the fall really we had with basketball kind of a little bit of a crossover but this spring has been one of the most rewarding uh, of my four years here uh, in so many different ways, so many huge challenges, but the way that our teams, our athletes, coaches responded to COVID and just what it threw at them. And for so many of them to have personal bests and winning, you know, conference championships and postseason and all of these things, um, it just means so much more to me, to be honest. And it's not to take away from the previous success, but in a, in a year that was just, you did, I mean, we didn't know if we were going to do anything at one point. So pretty amazing. That's all I can say. I mean, how many episodes of the show did we record where we were just like, give me one game. <laughs> I just want one game to be able to go to. And then you come off a week like that, where, as you said, it felt like everyone was winning a championship. Pretty, pretty awesome stuff for sure. Specifically yeah. for that softball team, I mean, they started late. They started their season weeks before their first game, and then they had to also go through a two-week pause before they started their conference stuff. So that it, you're right. It means that much more. And Coach Kim Souter told me after the game that going through that stuff, being battle-tested, having to struggle to get back, and then really enjoying being able to be back on the field together made her team better. I think that's such a great way to look at that. Like, yeah, we are, we do have tough skin because we had to have it. Yeah. I mean, if you can achieve in those circumstances and in that, uh, that, that 
just every single day is a challenge. Not, I mean, there, there, you know, there's been no easy days and there, you know, I mean, it's just been unbelievable. And, and for softball, like you said, those challenges of a two week pause and the restart Fullerton, I think played at least 14 more games than us this, this year. And that, that maybe that to some, they might go, oh, that's 14. That doesn't sound like a lot. That's like a quarter of a season, you know, in, in softball terms. So again, uh, for us as, as a department and for the teams and for the individuals to have that type of success and to learn from it. And that's what I really hope is that if you can do it under these circumstances, imagine what you can do when it's quote normal. Yeah, can't wait for that. Uh, really, really looking forward to that, Andy. <laughs> Knock on wood. <laughs> I, I did, I did, you know, I did want to ask about that, though, Andy, just because we've been, you know, giving updates on this show. Um, you know, obviously, the CDC issued some different guidelines. The state of California just announced we're keeping the mask mandate and everything else through June 15th. And I think Governor Newsom is really looking at that as his date, at which point the sort of pandemic light switch hopefully gets flipped off. Um, how confident are you that next fall will be much, much closer to normal? You know, what, what kind of changes do you think are in store in terms of those restrictions that, you know, your athletes and your fans have kind of been, uh, you know, abiding by? Yeah. I mean, again, obviously things are, are changing day to day. However, you know, I think we will be in a much more normal period, meaning full schedules, normal preseason schedules. I mean, at this point for the five sports that are fall sports, I, expect us to begin practicing on on day one uh, from the NCAA start dates. So early August, um, you know, the one thing I, I tell people, though, I'm like, you know, I don't know what where we're going to be with masks or not. <laughs> um, that could be the one thing that kind of, it, you know, exists for a little while into the fall. I, I really don't know that. But but outside of wearing a mask, um, I believe our activity level will be normal. We, we, we are fully anticipating. I have not heard anything that would tell me that we are not going to be ready to go uh, in August. So that's really exciting, especially for those fall sports that certainly had the, the, you know, the brunt of uh, COVID in terms of uh, activity levels. So we're ready. We're, we're planning on that normal phase uh, of, of sports resuming in August. And, you know, that's something great to talk about. That's for sure. So speaking of that, what are the restrictions for Long Beach State softball fans who want to go to the to U NCAA regional at UCLA? So Long Beach State wins. That's an automatic berth if you win the conference. So they go to the regional at the Bruins. Does anybody get to go? Yeah, so I'm not sure. I haven't even had a chance to look at the full um, kind of breakdown you know the interesting thing is um even in this 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 world you know i was talking to somebody about vaccinations and covid testing and uh because the county has its ordinances in place uh for example i i have traveled i traveled up to women's golf to follow holland and i'm actually flying up to seattle tomorrow to, to follow uh the men's golf team and I'm fully vaccinated and all I have to do is show my vaccination card and I get some special sticker. They put it on your credential or whatever. And it means I don't have to test. Now, if you are not fully vaccinated, those folks have to be tested every day, the athletes, et cetera. Um, even though I have that vaccine card still in the County of Los Angeles, they're not 
they're in a different place. So even though the NCAA has this, hey, show your vaccine card, you're good. Unfortunately, that's not the way it works. So I'm trying to figure out where I am um, and what I'm allowed to do. Um, you know, I, I don't think um, that tickets will be on sale. So I don't know if that means literally the general public. I don't know if there's a player pass list, but I do think it's pretty restrictive. And um, that's just something specific to the County of Los Angeles. Um, you know, I think there is a small uh, player pass list, but beyond that, unlikely anything else. Um, I, you know, I wanted to ask you about that, Andy. You sort of lightly touched on uh, on this, but, um, you know, the NCAA has really been kind of come under fire this school year for, um, you know, not having equitable championships and postseason experiences for women's sports. You know, there was a controversy around golf. Obviously, there was a really big disparity on the men's and women's basketball tournaments that got publicized. Um, you know, Long Beach State obviously has won more national championships on the women's side than on the men's side, had more Olympians, right? It's a school with a, a really proud history of being aggressively pro Title IX and encouraging equality for women's sports um, kind of from the jump. What, what's your perspective on that? And, and you know, how happy with you, are you with your university's approach? But how much would you like to see the NCAA make sure that, hey, maybe if a baseball regional has the capacity for fans, that the softball regional has the capacity for fans. Yeah, I think it's critical. And it's disappointing when you look at it. You know, you mentioned golf. Uh, the number of regional sites on the women's side is less than it is on the men's side, meaning they pack more teams into a golf course, which, you know, this may sound is like not a big deal, but with more players on the course means it's longer rounds, more time on the, I mean, it's, it sounds like a little, but then you build it up and it's kind of the death by paper cuts kind of thing where each little thing adds up in the end and you kind of go, well, is that really fair? Is that equitable? And I think we have a lot of work to do um, in terms of, and not to, you know, sound super critical of the NCAA, but I'm going to sound super critical of the NCAA. And <laughs> I, 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 I think we need to be more intentional about finding ways to deliver that equitable experience. I don't feel that any of these things are impossible to get to, or you go, well, you can't make it happen. I think a lot of these things are things that we can improve. And I hope that starts with um, you know, Mark Emeritt, president, um, you know, executive director of the NCAA, but it does fall to the institutions. We, we are a membership driven organization, meaning that the, the members, the universities of division one, two, and three, we put forward legislation, we vote on these things. So I can't sit here and just throw, you know, Mark Emeritt completely under the bus and go, well, it's all his fault. It certainly starts, you know, in a leadership position, but you have to have buy-in from the membership. And I am just very lucky to work at a university that, that does value, truly value women's athletics and that experience. And I know I, this morning, actually, President Conlon and I were, were talking about name image likeness and a bunch of other stuff. And we were kind of just lamenting this inequity in a lot of ways. So, you know, I will continue to push for that, you know, a big piece moving forward of finding a new venue for basketball where the men and the women play at the same site, the entire tournament, instead of the, the, the previous setup 
which was opening rounds on, on the campuses on the women's side. And that was a big piece for me when I got here to just say, Hey, this, this, this is wrong. And we can come up with 50 reasons of why it is the way it is. We need to find one way to do it right. So, you know, we'll continue to push to do it right. We've got great leadership in the conference office under Dan Butterly, our new commissioner of the Big West Conference and the CEOs. So I'm excited, but we've got work to do. Well, like we said, softball, an incredible weekend. Not the only thing going on at Long Beach State, though. The Dirtbags were back at Bull Diamond at Blair Field this weekend, and they took three out of four games from CSU Bakersfield. Great pitching performances from Jonathan Lavallee, Alfredo Ruiz, and a couple other arms that are getting the Dirtbags going yet again. Now, they are 19-13 and 13 in the Big West, and I talked to Coach Eric Valenzuela about the postseason and the fact that are they going to, is the NCAA committee going to treat Long Beach State the same as, let's say, a Big Ten school that's played a lot more games, that, that basically has had a different season than some of these California baseball teams, specifically the Dirtbags, the last NCAA baseball team to come back and practice and actually get to play. So, Andy, you've had experience with NCAA committees. What do you think they're going to use as the criteria? Is it just going to be RPI? Well, it's interesting. Uh, having served on a particular um, committee, we didn't just use RPI. We used a lot of things such as head-to-head and different sport, but tried to come up with some, some things that were just very different than RPI. In fact, RPI was probably um, the, I don't want to say the least important, but it was not the most important. Now, maybe that's just a unique circumstance. Why I say that is if you look, if you do look at softball, it looks like they just went straight down the RPI, which opens it up to debate around, well, how equitable is that? So that makes me a little nervous when I think about baseball, just watching what softball went through. So, you know, for me, um, I hope they have a more holistic approach to it uh, because there are some really unique circumstances that um, have created challenges. And I think we will, I, you know, I think we're already kind of hit the tipping point towards playing our best baseball, but we're going to be playing our best baseball at the end of the year. Like I have no doubt about that, you know, because we started so late, we had no preseason schedule. It, it takes time. You know, I talked to someone who was frustrated earlier in the year and I was like, you know, you have zero activity in the fall and you got guys showing up February 8th who'd never even stepped foot in Blair field. And it's, it's, it's a process. Trust me. I wish I could snap my fingers. I know coach Valenzuela, all of our coaches, you wish you could just snap your fingers and be battle tested and ready to roll. But we haven't had that opportunity and it's not an excuse. It just means that that's the reality of the situation. So I do hope there's some thought to teams and conferences or, you know, anyone that's in a similar scenario to us that you get a fair shake because that's all you want at the end of the day. And I guarantee you, we will be a handful when the regular season's over, you know, if, if we get a chance to keep playing. Yeah, they, they looked great this weekend. Um, also in action, like you mentioned, Andy, countless titles for the track and field team at Long Beach State. Uh, the men finished third and the women finished fifth as a team, but we'll run them down. Crystal Washington won the triple jump title. Uh, Hannah Catches won the javelin on the women's side. Jason Smith, the stud won both the high jump and the long jump. Alec Jones also won two titles, won the men's discus and the hammer throw. And the men's relay team 
picked up a title in the four by one relay. Also, NCAA postseason action for women's golf. Holland Shores won the uh, was the Big West champion, so she got to go to the NCAA postseason, and she had a great round. Actually, shot a one under par seventy in the second round, ended up finishing in a tie for seventy third overall. But uh, but more great golf stuff. And this week, actually, the men's team is going to be in postseason action up in Washington. Andy's going to be there watching the boys uh, take on the other really, really good teams that are in that regional. West Coast golf, pretty good, actually. Shocking. Uh, so the, speaking of Fullerton, that, the team that Long Beach State softball beat this weekend, next weekend, Long Beach State Dirtbags going to be taking on Fullerton at Fullerton. That is a huge series if the Dirtbags do want to make some noise and try to get in the running for that NCAA postseason we were just talking about. Obviously, all of that stuff, the news, the updates, the interaction, everything that we do covering local sports and Long Beach athletics is available right now at the562.org. We now welcome on our special guests for the week, Alyssa Gonzalez, Kelly White, like we said, newly minted Big West champions after sweeping Fullerton over the weekend. You guys played amazing. I, there's not really a lot you can say after a weekend like that. Like, you're just like, yeah, that was, that was freaking amazing. So congratulations to both of you, first of all. Thank, Thank you. Absolutely. Thank you. Uh, what, what was it like to be on the field over the weekend, winning those games? What, what did it feel like? I mean, the energy going into this weekend was just incredible. The, uh, going through practice all week, we just we just had this energy that we we knew what we had to do and we had to take care of business, but we knew we had that chance of doing it, and we knew that we had that that we were able to do that. And so the energy going into it, the energy during it, all three games, our 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 bench players, our fans, everybody that was there, it was just an immense amount of energy that really was really what got us through this weekend. Kelly, uh, obviously it's going to be hard for a team to beat you guys if they can't score. Um, what, <laughs> you, you were so lights out on Saturday. What was the first thing you said to yourself when you woke up Saturday? Did you just wake up knowing like we're about to go get this or, or how are you feeling from the first minute you opened your eyes? Um, from the first minute I opened my eyes, I actually started crying um because I got a bunch of like good luck texts like very sentimental stuff and I was they're like you know you always have to give like the what if and like no matter what happens on the field like I'm so proud of you and I was just like I don't want that like I I want this like we're gonna win I don't care whatever it takes so after I got through my little emotional powwow 30 minutes um I was ready to go you know I went downstairs I ate my bagel um I can't drink coffee or Red Bulls or anything like that because it gets me too amped up so had my water, my Gatorade. So, you know, all that was on my mind was one pitch at a time, one inning at a time. So we were waking up eating bagels and then just posting bagels on the scoreboard all yes. weekend. <laughs> uh, talk, talk to me a little bit about your Oof. approach. You know, you got, you got such a good team, right? But Fullerton's also very good. You guys are, both of you are really hitting the crap out of the ball this year. How were you able to slow them down? Definitely the first game, I was trying to pitch more to spots than like, um like working like the corners I was like like I would move with them and I would just tell myself like get it a ball out and like if they're gonna swing they're gonna swing but if you get a hold of it congratulations like you beat me but I told myself like for game one nobody's beating me and then game two I told myself uh no matter what I'm winning this game I don't care how sore I am right now like I my adrenaline was going so hard I was just like I'm just gonna pump this as fast as I can and 
hopefully my spots move and you know justine credit to her she's the other half of my battery so she makes me look good and then the eight people behind me you know they they make me look good i couldn't get the plays without them so yeah definitely that was game two mindset gonzo um i've been a fan of your guys from afar jj does our softball coverage so i haven't really gotten to to cover you guys the last couple years but um i'm on social media all the time and you guys are like by far the most fun group like on that campus like the whole Saturdays are for the boys movement like all of the <laughs> locker room clubhouse videos uh Maddie going viral eating spam musubi <laughs> in Hawaii this year um you know if you don't follow these guys on Twitter and Instagram and stuff you, you, I, I highly recommend it they're really funny what is it about this group where does that chemistry come from and and how much fun do you guys have together is it as fun as it looks like it is yeah I mean Maddie's kind of the center of it all, and, and, and she just brings the energy in and out, day in, day out. She's actually my roommate, and sometimes I'm like, all right, Maddie, I kind of need a break from you, but it's always it's always just energy, energy from her and, and laughter, and, and um, it's it just trickles down from her, and, and it's awesome, and it it's just just kind of this been a weird year where it's like, we don't know where we're going to be, like, we don't know if we're going to be able to do this, but gonna, you know, so it's like, why even ask why or, or why not just go out and do it so it's it's just been it's just been fun and and that's kind of what we've been doing all year is just go out and have fun and, and play softball like we've been playing for the last however long we've all been playing softball for so around but yeah it's just been a fun fun year Kelly, is that true? Is, is Maddie Ruffin is the class clown? She's the one who uh, organizes all the TikToks and everything. <laughs> oh yeah, Maddie's a character for sure. I I don't have the words to describe that girl. You know, she she keeps our group very lighthearted, and you know, she I just feel like she like Gonzo said, she spreads it out to all of us, and I feel like honestly we're pretty funny. I'm like, I think I'm a very funny person, so. I agree, you, know. you guys are hilarious. No, seriously, because mo like you guys are genuinely hilarious. And I'm saying that yeah. as someone like, I don't know any of you guys. I have no reason to find you funny. But like, I think there was a video, I'm, I believe it was last year of you guys dancing in the in the locker room. And I was like, these guys are, they're freaking funny. Like, this is hilarious. <laughs> so it's just, yeah. it was so awesome to see that energy on the field with you guys winning. And just, I don't know, it was great. It was like a TV show for me. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of energy and having fun, Nicole Fry and some Long Beach State alumni were in the crowd on Saturday. And Gonzo, you were at first base. So you were able to look directly at them because they were sitting behind home plate, but just on the third base side. So you're just looking right at them. How much fun was it watching them have so much fun? There there was just some points in the game where I just had to like I had to turn around because I'm like, I keep laughing. I keep like Keep, I, they keep getting my attention and they keep laughing and I was like all right I'm gonna the ball hit to me I'm gonna bobble it because they're distracting me but it's it's just awesome they I mean they kept the energy going the whole freaking game and it was just it's 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 so awesome to see those those especially people like Nicole and Ash and, and Sydney who have kind of uh obviously been here before but like Sid and Ash they got their their senior year ended so close so it's it's so awesome for them to be in the in the crowd and and for us to be able to do that for them. But yeah, it was, it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. K Kelly, could you hear them when you were in the circle? I, I, I could see them. I didn't even have to hear them. I, they're, <laughs> they're getting all the parents involved and like everyone's running around throwing some flags. And I'm like, what is going on right now? And like, 
all of them are like screaming at me and I'm like I'm like don't look don't look don't look they're like Kelly and I'm like and I like looked up I think we had it was when a girl a left-handed the slapper the lead off she hit her foot so we had like a five minute break and she's getting checked out and like I like looked up and I was like oh that was a mistake and like they're just making me I was like I can't and I like had to put my glove over my mouth just seeing and I was like I was like they need to go oh my god like, this <laughs> But yeah, no, their support, I think, honestly, that was game changer. Like, having home field advantage with them, like, that was awesome. Our parents are always pretty involved, like, our fans and our family, but they, they took it to another level. It was awesome. Um, it was mutually decided, as the schedule had originally been, you guys would have played twice on Friday, the championship game on Saturday, and then there was a non-conference game scheduled afterwards. Coaches mutually agreed not to play that game. My question for either of you is, would that have been the awkwardest thing of all time to have played that game? Like you dogpiled, hey, we swept you for the shit. This is great. Hey, let's go play another one that doesn't mean anything. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I think I think we were talking about it like almost all year. As soon as the schedule came out and we saw that fourth game, we're like, it's, it's going to be coming down to the end of the weekend. And that fourth game is just, it's just going to be brutal, whichever way it's going to fall. So like, <laughs> <laughs> we were like, they were talking about it. We saw the coaches talking and in between the games. And we were like, oh, come on, come on, just cancel it. Just cancel it. Let us, let us have it. Let us have it. So, it was awesome, yeah. That's so funny. You guys now preparing to go to that NCAA regional at UCLA. But you know the Bruins, right? You guys have already played them this year. Making sure that uh, you guys get good non-conference games all the time. Coach Kim Souter doing a great job of that. So now that you've played them, and they're not like, you know, this, this mythical beast that you have to go slay. Uh, what have you learned in those games against UCLA that will hopefully help you guys this weekend? Um, as a pitcher, I think that the thing that I learned, like, they are a really good program, but at the end of the day, any team is beatable any day of the week. Um, I'm a pitcher. They're a hitter. you got to hit me to win, and I have to pitch it to win. So, you know, I just think – as long as we play our game and like we don't let the mummy get too big, like they have four letters on the front of their shirt and we have two. We have LB and they have UCLA. So it's going to come down to a winner and a loser. Like if you play your best game, you beat us, congratulations. But I think that we're a really good program and we have every right to be in the opportunity that we have to play them. Um, and you know, if we come out on top, that's freaking awesome. And I think that we would deserve it. How about you, Gonzo? What do you think? Yeah, definitely, um, especially with this momentum that we got from this weekend uh, going into this weekend. I think it's going to be it's going to be huge for us to just continue to play the softball that we have been this uh, from this past weekend and on and even from the weekend before in Hawaii and on. And, you know, taking those, you know, those those losses that we took from UCLA and, and learning from that and knowing as hitters what they're going to pitch us, because we obviously struggled at the player. I, I did. Um, and being able to rewatch that and, and learn from that, and, you know, take it into this weekend. Um, I think this is the last question for me, but, you know, you guys got to do the watch party in the pyramid, um, you know, last night. Um, and this is what like college sports is about, right? It's like getting to have that moment that you're, you're at the end of one season, the start of the postseason, you get that moment to come together with the team and celebrate and cheer when you hear your name. Did you think at all about how weird the journey has been to get to this point? I mean, you know, Kelly mentioned it. It was like, you guys started late. Um, Andy mentioned earlier in the show, I think Fullerton had played 14 or 15 more games than you guys, you know, going into that game. Um, 
did you think about it, you know, how improbable, how crazy it was that you guys were able to put together this championship season? Yeah, I mean, we've said it, I know me and Kelly have said it over and over again that those those two losses that we had during conference, the we didn't we didn't lose to those teams. We lost to ourselves. We just got down on ourselves and, and we lost to ourselves. And I think yeah, coming into this weekend, it was like they have to win one and we have to sweep them. But it's like we we never had a doubt that we we couldn't do it. So I mean, yeah, it's been one of the oddest years and, and we got shut down the first two or three weeks and it's just been kind of a roller coaster of, you know, maybe this, maybe that, you can't do this, can't do that and testing and all this. But it's like this team has adapted to so many adversities and it's 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 been an awesome year and I, I wouldn't want to end it with with this I wouldn't want to end it with any other group than this one. Kelly, how about you? Were you kind of, were able to kind of reflect on the the roller coaster of this uh, this odd year? Oh yeah, you know you always have like your roller coaster of emotions. I mean, I'm definitely one to say I've questioned like, you know, coming back like this is not how I pictured my super senior year to be. You know, we got shut down in the very beginning. Like we were we got shut down Thursday night and we were leaving the next day Friday to Fresno. So we got shut down right before our first game and then. Our actual first game against USD, we got punched in the mouth a little bit. But, you know, I think from that point on, like, I think we all just, like, kind of realized, like, this is it and this is what we get. And, like, we're, we have to make the most out of it. Like, yeah, other teams have been able to practice in the fall, but we're not other teams. So we have to make best do with what we have. And, you know, us four seniors that are graduating this year, you know, we want to go out with a bang. So I think that we all did it for each other more so than, like, selfish reasons and like you know I've played for teams that play selfishly and like it's all about the stats and like this and that so I think collectively as a team this year like regardless of the roller coaster like we did it as one and like we were one team well you know what we watch a lot of sports for our job and I gotta be honest with you one of the most enjoyable weekends of my life was this weekend at Long Beach State doing what you guys do best and that's just beating Fullerton which as an alumni <laughs> I absolutely love so <laughs> congratulations once again uh incredible accomplishment uh go shock the world this weekend and have fun thank you so much thanks guys before we get out of here, every other week we do our big shouts at the end of the episode, giving somebody some love who deserves some love. Andy, you got a big shout this week? Yeah, to our support staff. And what I mean by that are all the folks that keep our buildings and facilities going. You know, that's the, the operations folks, custodians, all those people who have been working hard throughout COVID uh, to keep things safe and clean for us that they don't get much publicity. They don't get a lot of you know, thank yous. But I, I do want to thank all of, all of them who help us keep rolling and uh, being able to compete for championships. So to all of those who support us behind the scenes, uh, a huge thank you on behalf of all of us here in Beach Athletics. Mike, how about you? What's your big shout this week? Uh, I just want to give a shout out to everyone whose job it is to take someone's temperature or ask them to put a mask on or put a wristband on them so they can get in somewhere. Um, there's a bunch of videos went viral over the weekend of people acting like, uh, I forget what our, our rating level is on the LVP show. They're acting like jerks. Uh, <laughs> so I just want to say shout out. I mean, most of those people, you know, that's a lot of friends of ours. We used to have jobs like that. They're hourly employees. They're not allowed to tell someone to stop acting like a 
jerk or they'll lose their job. Uh, so I know it's hard work, but they're doing everything they can to keep us safe and that's their job. And if you're mad about a mask mandate or whatever else, don't yell at the you know hourly employee who's just trying to do their job to let you go into Costco or Trader Joe's or whatever it is. That's a good one. Uh, my big shout, we've already talked about her, Kim Souter. What an absolute amazing person, but also a great softball coach. And to see her be super emotional after that game was uh, was really cool. She, she, doesn't, she doesn't do that a lot, you know? She kind of hides it a little bit. We've had her on the show. You guys have heard her. And she let it go, dude. She really let it go. And it was, it was freaking great. So big shouts to Kim Souter, that whole softball team, everybody at Long Beach State, producer Roger, Andy, thank you guys so much. LB Nation, we will talk to you next week.